Hello, listeners of There Will Be Dungeons. Welcome back to TWBD. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, Kyle Ferguson, and Baby Chunks. And we're back again to uh, do another D&D session, and we're really thrilled to do it. Thank you guys for being here. I hope you're all well, that you're healthy, and that this show is providing some solace during these weird times. Let us now waste no time and pass the microphone to Kristen, who will catch us up from last week on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the suspected celestial spell was successful. Varel baked bountiful broth as Stanley and Nash worked with Walnut to correctly communicate the conjuration. Immediately, they came to the commander and cured her. An evil expunged itself from her insides, purifying its putrescence in blue before banishment. However, the knight needed nursing, and Stanley was the sole supplier, leaving Nash and Varel and the worrisome Walnut to treat the tower's tenants. Meanwhile, Hope hurriedly scoured the scrolls for scoops, noticing nothing readily readable save for a curious collection kept behind bars. Unable to locate the lock, she finally fixed to face the fate of her friends. Stanley's sexy siesta was interrupted by the intonation of incoming information from the Sending Stone. Their cardinal captain had been converted to another and an airship awaited their absconding. The commander, convinced corruption had tinged the tower, suggested they seize the ship and use it to ferry the fist to its final fate. Stanley submitted, and the cure had culled the curse. Hope was bowed to for bringing the balm. As the paladins parted, the four were finally free to finagle. Stanley revealed his commitment to the commander, while Hope delivered details of the demon who whispered and refused to release until the glove was gained. Perhaps the plan could purge the poltergeist as well. Torn twixt the two, Stanley succumbed to sleepies and split. Three remained. Burrell, intrigued by the insinuation of a forced fight, noted that names were necessary when dealing with demons. Hope mentioned the manacled manuscripts and suggested a sojourn to the study. Walnut was welcomed to help break the barrier to the bound books beyond in the restricted section. Now rejoin our heroes as they manage midnight mischief. What will the bound books betray? Dare they desecrate a glove to gain access to an anomaly? And just how many children has Stanley unknowingly sired? Stay tuned for today's adventure through the high heights and singular sights of the Outlands. Well, that was spot on. Holy crap. All right, Bo, take it away. Okay, we return to our adventure <clears throat> at night. Stanley has retired for the evening, and the remaining three uh, heroes, Hope, Nash, and Varel, uh, have retired to the mess hall. The tower is quiet. There isn't a paladin to be found, as many of them are either on guard duty or resting in their quarters. Gregor was here, but he had also retired, leaving the guests of the White Tower alone. Is there anyone there to make us food if we want it? No, but the kitchen's available on the east side of the mess hall. You can enter into the kitchen. Hope's going to start heading down to the library. Yep. We got a mission. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not staying here. Let's go to the library. Okay. Perfect. So the three of you get up with purpose, head to the stairwell, and begin descending several flights of stairs. Uh, you make your way down 
You're about on the fifth, so you make your way down six flights descending the tower. At one point, the ground rocks a little bit. Not unusual, given that you know the ballistas and catapults that you've seen outside have been periodically wailing on the tower nonstop. You continue on down, back into the basement. The cloud of black smoke that you saw on your way up is now dissipated and gone. You make your way down to the bottom floor and enter into a darkened room. Is this the library? We were here earlier, Nash. Oh, shit. Well, then never mind. Let's light the fires. The familiar smell of paper and pulp. Yeah, the braziers have gone out by, by this point, and it's nothing but pitch black. Except, uh, hope you can see, but Varel and, Varel and Nash cannot see. And Walnut's there too, right? <clears throat> uh, Walnut retired. Did you need Did you need him? What? We got him all motivated to come with us, right? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he was stoked. I well, thought he, he was with us. While yeah. you guys were paying attention, he disappeared. You oh. don't know where he was. Oh, right. what a butt. Okay. <laughs> we can do it without him. All right. Show us this you, gate, Hope. You can, you can go get, get him, him if you want. <laughs> Sorry. Is it worth? He's a fool. Yeah, he's a fool. We don't need him. Show Hope. us where the show us the portal. Hope will start leading them to the gate in the darkness. Okay, perfect. So you make your way to. Uh, sorry, which gate? The gated off. Uh... Where she saw the curious books. Mm. I think it was the word compendium or something. Mm. Oh, yeah, and, and Walnut had mentioned that there was a lever for the portcullis that was blocking this. Okay, so uh, you enter into the uh, chamber, lighting up the braziers as you as you go, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you make your way to the area of the library where this uh, these books were found, and you show them to Nash and Varel. Are you, do you have any torches or light stones with you at all? Um, I, I would have lit one up pretty quick as a standard thing when it gets dark. So yeah, I've got a, a stone. Okay, just a moment here while I set this up. Okay. Um, perfect. So uh, yeah, you show them the, the, you go to that area of the library. You notice that there's there's this portcullis door sort of um, down from the ceiling into the ground and that there the bars are grid like in shape but um there is a significant amount of space between them all right so we either search for the lever or we shrink someone well remember the smallest i can do is half so, I don't have a make something tiny spell. Stanley does, though. Because he's upstairs waxing his dolphin, if you know what I mean. What's a dolphin? It's his penis. His penis. Hope stays quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That walnut was supposed to open this door for us. He said he knew the inner workings. I'll just have to get by without him. 
I mean, it's gotta be somewhere in here. Said it would be a lever of some kind. Have we seen that lever? I haven't. Perception check, looking for a lever. All right, roll it. 15. All right, so I'll give you the results of that roll in a second. I do have the roll 20 map set to the library, so you should be able to see where I've placed you all. The door leading into the room does contain a table and chairs and has that bookshelf that you can see titles from the doorway. Um, all right, so for 15 perception, you do not perceive a lever in your immediate surroundings near the door. What is the makeup of the door? Uh, so the door, it's a stone wall, and the door, it's not a door, but it's a gate that appears to have been lowered from somewhere in between the ceiling and down into the ground. There appear to be parts of the, the gate that are in the stone on the ground. So it's a, it's a portcullis, like a door that drops down and locks into place. Not a is door, it, but a, a great, like a jail gate. Is it reinforced uh, across, or is it just bars coming down in straight lines? Uh, it's reinforced and crossed, but only three times. So there's they're rectangles, essentially, not squares. Oh, you're muted. I can smash it if I try. I mean, well, what's the harm in it? Are there any um, are there any guards around? Uh, no, the library is empty. Okay, so no one's here. It's pitch, pitch black when you got down there. Varel, I say, break it. Doesn't oh, mean it wouldn't ring up the stairwell and alert people sleeping. I could try lifting it. What if we made Varel big? Oh, I can do that. What's what are our dimensions in here, Bo? Are we talking? Does it? Well, you can. He can fit for sure. But um, does it confer any advantage to ability check? Just check strength. His strength, right? Yep, I get advantage to strength checks. Well done. Okay. Thank you for that. I am prepared. Should we try it first? Try to lift it first, and then if we can't move it, then. Yes. Okay. But I accept no shame if this activity fails. I do not know the strength of this planular metal. Hmm. I, I, I hold no judgment if you fail. Look the other way, please. <laughs> Hope refuses to turn. I'll look the other way. I don't mind. I understand this kind of gives, pride. Gives Hope a bit of a stink eye, but goes for it. Strength check. Eleven. This with advantage? No, no, no. I haven't been embiggened yet. Okay. Uh, it doesn't budge. You you get you bend at the knee, take both hands. Is everyone's watching? Nash, did you look away? I looked Who's... away. But Hope's watching. Hope's watching. All right, Hope, you see him try to heave it up, and nothing gives, and he puts all of his effort into it, and he lets out a liz little lizard fart. <laughs> Wow. That is fair and better than the alternative from earlier. And I readjust and I really kind of like get those squat legs, you know, really, really get in position. Mm -hmm. And reset. 15. Wait. 15. 
You hear a little clink, but it doesn't move. Friends! I'll turn together around. then. All right, I'll turn around. Let's all hunker down and try it together first. All together. So, so have you been, were you enlarged? I no. think I might have missed that. No, we no. have not enlarged him. Okay. Not yet. Proper we're, yeah. lifting technique, Nash. Use your legs, right? Yes. Okay. Got it. So is Nash helping you this time? Yeah. And so is Harry. Hope will help as well. Yeah. All right. With the aid, Varel, you get advantage on the roll. All right. That's a good way to test Big this. lifts. 25. You put all of your effort into it and you try to move it. And for a brief moment, you feel that you've got the same results. But with the added strength of everyone, there's a little... And you hear a big snap. And you're lifting break something that was holding it closed. And the gate just goes... And just shoots right up. Wow. And and then you see pieces of like wood fly from the corner where you can't see on the periphery from your right. Something breaks out of your field of vision inside the room. Yes. <laughs> A fine <laughs> lift. Thank you, friends. Oh, I had a sound for it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's a little late, but what was yeah, that right. thing that broke? I heard something break. That's... It was a lock under the immense pressure of our combined friendship strength. I hope so. It's never good when you force something and hear something break. It means we can't close it. But, uh... Friendship forced is also broken. Yeah. We're, we're probably okay. Hope, proceed, retrieve the book. Hope we'll go in and get that compendium. Okay, so you go to the bookshelf and you cast your hand because you lost it. And you see, aha, monstrous compendium uh, on blazoned on the side. Take the book out of the bookshelf. It's heavy. It's large. It's about yay big. About that thick. It's this huge tome. Weighs about... 10 pounds, maybe? I don't know how much books weigh. It's a heavy book. <laughs> awesome. She'll take it out and she'll bring it to the nearest table and plop it down and start going through it. Okay, so to read the book will take you some time. Uh, if you're flipping through it hoping to get lucky, that's a different thing. Is there a chapter, table of contents? Uh, no. Mm, It's written in, like, you flip through the pages, you see it's, like, handwritten. It's not printed. This isn't a printed book. This is a handwritten tome. It's Mm. got sketches and diagrams, pictures of monsters and and demons of all kinds as you flip through the pages. It appears to be ordered alphabetically, but there's no, um, there's no, uh, table of contents or, or the frills you'd expect from a published book. Okay, if it's ordered alphabetically, then she'll look for um, Carthrax and um, Al jeez, oh, uh, the the baby demon, baby face demon. Ulvert? Yeah, Ulvert. Those two okay. first, and if there's no luck there, she'll start just flipping through it. 
Okay. Um, so uh, you begin flipping through the book, looking under the letters for those names, and you do not find them. It seems the majority of the book is um, detailing monsters from a generic standpoint. So there's a section on you know imps and devils and um, you know pit fiends even, uh, but it's all very general and it's all limited to the knowledge acquired by the uh, the priests of the order over the years. But um, there's no specific named beings in there, with the exception of uh, notable the section towards the back called Notable Powers. Although it's very light on details, it does list a few first names of names that you don't recognize that you sort of look and get the sense maybe that this is a section pertaining to to gods. Kick ass. She'll totally study this section. Okay, so studying the section will, will require uh, to read the book uh, sort of front to cover would be, you know, it would take time to read a section would also, you know, take an hour or two and sit down and read a book. Okay. Uh, Hope will focus on this final section and she'll turn to Nash and Varel and let them know to feel free to go through the other books, but I've got to read through this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would take the time to search out books that would help me and my arcane knowledge. And I don't care what oh, it is. You're but. muted, Bo. Bo oh, muted. sorry. You right. can roll an investigation roll for that, please. Oh, I can totally do that. Uh, oops. Hold on. There we go. Okay, that will be... Uh, 12 is all. Okay, so you take a perusal through the books... Um, you notice that even though this contains the forbidden or guarded knowledge of the tower, and you have no doubt some of these pertain to magic items and magical creatures, there are no books on wizardry or sorcery. Okay. Uh, you know, nothing of, of interest to your particular profession, if you would call it that, uh, in this pile of books. Okay. Um, are there any books that are just fun to read? You know, like just <laughs> <laughs> might have a story or something. I mean, them. you might try another section. This section is, appears to contain guarded knowledge of the tower. A lot of it is has to do with um, documenting uh, who's guarded at the tower, the personal journals of various knight commanders, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, what appears to be, you know, a book on tactics and stratagems. Um, for military combat, okay. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing here that you know that you're not in a, <clears throat> a wizard's tower or some sort of university or something like that. You clearly these books are divine and or or pertain to the history of the, the order. Okay. With well, the exception then... of the Monsters Compendium, which stands out as uh, a book that might be useful. Um, I'm sure I would you can read all of them for pleasure, though. I would read. I would pick that up and do a little reading. Okay, so reading will take hours. So you'll be stopping and just reading? I'm going to stop and read until Pope is done reading. That's my whole idea here is that I want to I read while she reads. Okay. Well, um, Hope, how good of a reader is Hope? Hope is gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hope is gone. Right. That's a terrible, uh, terrible so phrase. You can read your, you can read your book, um, Varel. Uh, the two have grabbed books that are just sitting down to read. Uh, very, very unexciting, unbrave thing. <laughs> mm, I <clears throat> pace for a bit, and then I also look at the books and see if, see if there's anything about the fist and how to wield it. See if there's anything about the fist. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Roll an investigation roll, please. Twelve. Okay. Uh, you do spot a, a book that Nash had looked at but had had passed over. Maybe he didn't notice it. Um, but you do see a book entitled, uh, you know, Relics of the Church seems like the only title that jumps out at you is being immediately relevant without having to read the books front to cover to find out if there's anything. All right. I'll take it over to the nearby table and open it. Okay. I take it over to the nearby table and you notice uh, as you glance over to Hope's book uh, and look at yours, it seems to follow sort of a similar structure where a certain amount of space will be dedicated to a writing about a particular artifact, uh, relevance to the church, appears to be in alphabetical order, and they're just handwritten notes on various uh, artifacts. Okay, I will jump to F for fist. Okay, you jump to F for fist and flip through the pages and find nothing entitled fist or relevant, starting with fist. Mm, I will try. I will try Euphemius, which might start with a U. The first. item was called Zorander's Fist. I don't know if you don't. Okay, you oh. should go to U to look for Euphemius. Okay. And you find seven or eight entries, uh, things starting with Euphemius. Uh, oh, cool. Well, I spelled it right. All right. Uh, well, sudden memory striking me. I will Wait, go to. You, went, you went to E, right? You started with E? No, I started with U because I thought yeah. it was spelled with a U. All right, never mind. You find nothing. All right, then I go to E. <laughs> then you find it. <laughs> All right, then I go to V. Then you go to V, and you find nothing pertaining to a fist. This book is stupid. Varel, it's Zorander. It's a Z. Look. I, I am and in the Z. Oh, he said Z? Z? I thought you said V. V is Victor. Oh. My bad. This, this letter <laughs> looks like a sideways V, but without the extra line. <laughs> it's okay. I go to the, You go to the Z, and you go look for anything, and there's no entries with Z. At all. I, I hold it up to hope in frustration. <laughs> just, Nashers at least has pictures. Just flip through. You might find something. It's the most important thing in the whole tower. Why wouldn't they have a single book labeled about it? They want to keep it secret, yeah? It's always been on the move. Maybe it's too powerful. That's maybe it was called something else originally. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm. we know the story. Oh. There was a man. What was the man's name? Was that Zorander? Zoolander. No, Zoolander. <laughs> it's not Zoolander. I don't know. Tell me of the Zoolander Nash. <laughs> I'd only heard tales in the solar mines. I don't know much about it. <laughs> what was the fool's original name who scorned the gods with the power of his fingers? 
power of his fingers. Right, that was the story. Yes, he he took all of his greatness and put it in a glove, and the gods were so offended that they took his glove and put it in a tower. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Does it? Is there a, a movie about this in the solar mines or a book? You're not talking about Thanos' glove, are you? It sounds like it. <laughs> Is that... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say there's... Uh, I am familiar with one tale, but I don't know if that's what you're talking about. The problem with the glove and the tail I'm thinking of is the the ability to use it was scattered all over the universe. That's a problem well, if that's happening to us. We can't do that. Our problem is that if we can solve the tower's problem by defeating the demon that holds them hostage, they'll have no more use for the fist, and they will give it to us. But with knowledge as our guardian, we can now research to see if a villainous dragon would wield said fist for the great destruction of Sigil, which I do not well, wish to be responsible for. Mm. Varel, did you read through all of the Euphemia centuries? There, there were many. <laughs> Let's start there, then. I, I'll go back to E. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read the various sections aloud. All right, you begin reading uh, a section entitled Euphemius's Apple. Ooh! Now he has fruit, does he? Ooh. And apparently, on a world called Benthar, um, it was discovered that uh, by Euphemian priests that an apple fell out of a tree while he was meditating, and that Ooh. apple turned out to be golden. And he couldn't tell you where it came from or what it was. Its origin is unknown. Origin is unknown, except that you know the apple. Uh, vineyard apple farm tree whatever you call it the apple field is now considered orchard. a orchard thank you that's the word the apple orchard is now considered a holy site on benthar and that the the apple itself uh he, he this priest took it back and was puzzling over its nature for the longest time and then um there in town there was a, a blind old man who came to see him for spiritual guidance because his daughters were upset with him and they left home without telling them where they went. They'd been gone for weeks and he just needed consoling and help and guidance. And um, since he was blind, he picked up the apple uh, to try and bite it and eat it. And before the priest could stop him, um, this blind man bit into it and got his sight back. And since that time, it's been uh, the relic was identified by the paladins of the Obsidian White and brought to uh, Sigil, where it can be loaned out or offered to the various priesthoods throughout the cosmos. Uh, if indeed, you know, a worthy petitioner comes forth looking to regain their sight uh, through the apple, Euphemius's apple. A person can be cured of their loss of sight. Outrageous. Now, uh, what's the what's the next item? Uh, it's Euphemius's um, finger. Okay, skipping ahead. What's the next item? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <I> <laughs> <laughs> 
it's um, Euphemius's hammer. This this Euphemian goes around the cosmos, apparently, touching random objects and making them holy for a bunch of fools. This blind man ate one of their relics. Occur apparently the core is on lend, if available. Well, keep going, then. <laughs> Fine. I love how dismissive Hope is unintentionally being, because you're checking on the baby or whatever, and she's like, whatever, just sort it out. It's amazing. What's past the hammer? Uh, past the hammer. Um, shit. <laughs> um, well, a it's uh, Euphemius's apron. Wait, hang on. A finger like and hammer. But yeah. then we're back to F. Wait, apron A. Apron. Wait. A and Apple both Apple and Apron both start with an AP. It's, it's clearly out of order. Okay. Excellent. Um But as a cook, I am intrigued. <laughs> I I read on. Okay. Uh, well, apparently, um, there was, uh, in a world called uh, Krent, okay, there was a great chef who um, refused to ever change his apron. And the citizens of the town that he presided in, he was an innkeeper, um, eventually all had an intervention where they sat him down. They said it was quite dirty to not clean or ever take off the apron, including his wife, who was very upset, but... He had had, he explained to the town that he had had a vision and that Euphemius, uh, which the people of Krent did not know, had come down and spoken to him and said that this apron would one day shape the destiny of his entire world. And the townsfolk just wanted him to get rid of it, but he was insistent that it would save their world. Um, now, uh, what they had ended up doing is that uh, there was a disease that had entered the town when they immediately because education was not so good immediately blamed him and his apron for being the carrier of this disease because he would never wash it and it was That's just completely foolish. filthy but euphemius continued to speak to him saying that this was his destiny to wear this apron it would be the difference it would save his world essentially uh however he refused to change it and children started dying and so they hung him um the disease came and went but he had died uh, with before he they had hung him, they had beat him in the street and taken off his apron and ripped it to shreds. Uh, then they hung him. Jeez. Then a great wizard came from a tower uh, and explained that uh, this disease that was taking over their lands was easily curable with a very precious and unknown um, substance called. Uh, uh, well, the, the the name is not written here. It's lost to the ages, but. The apron was made of this substance. However, they had torched it. That's the end of the tale. I have a feeling these stories are being made up as they go. This, this one in particular chronicles an item that is no longer in existence and never did anything. Is your book better, Nash? I, my book is full of 
dark, gross creatures that we may or may not encounter one day. A deception roll, please. Wait, am I lying to him? The only book full of dark creatures is the one that Hope's reading. Oh, I thought you... I thought you said there was another... She's... Mm-hmm. she's. What did I grab, then? I said you could read one of the Night Commander's journals for fun. Oh, okay. I thought I was reading a creature thing. I'm not actually trying to lie. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, you're reading... A, like <laughs> It's a diary of a Night Commander. You haven't actually gotten started yet. Basically, what's happened is... The other two got their books. Varel and Ahav got a book and has been talking the whole time and nobody can read their book. Okay. Um, I'll say I'm, I'm about to read the night, one of the night commander's diaries. See what kind of horseshit these people get up to in the night. I wish to see this horseshit as well. You're welcome to it. I join yes. Nash. Are you going to read together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get back to Kristen because... You know, she's she's part of this too. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Kristen, or Hope, sorry, excuse me, I'm using real names. Bad. Um, so your book, uh, what are you looking... Oh, you wanted to read the section on the powers. Is that right? Okay. Perfect. So, yeah. in spite of Varel speaking, you are able to start reading and try to ignore him. I'm actually pretty good at ignoring him. We've known him for a long time now. And you sort of tune out his voice and you begin reading. Can I get a an intelligence check of some kind? Um, I'm just going to take a quick look at what the best one might be. Intelligence. Intelligence investigation. You're, you're reading and trying to learn. Let's do that. A 10. Okay. So, uh, the section on the powers seems to mainly be concerned with two gods in particular. Um, One is Asmodeus, and the other one, I'm just looking up one second. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, talk amongst yourselves real quickly. I love when he says that because nobody knows quite what to say. Uh, I mean, just, uh, you know, invent something. (laughs) This book is boring. Random topic generator. What is is Stanley up to? Yeah, what is Stanley doing? Oh, I don't know if we can talk about that. Getting it on. Stanley's having a fine evening. Mm -hmm. Probably having a glass of wine. Watching a, the fire burn in a fireplace. Yeah. What else, Stanley? Oh, yeah, that's the name. That's, right boy. that's all. Um, the other the other name that it sorry, the two gods that are in there are Asmodeus and Orcus. There's two <laughs> large sections on them. And if you'd like to, on your own time, read about Asmodeus and Orcus, uh, you can obtain that knowledge outside of the game and totally. go to the Wikipedia page if you'd like. But uh, there's sections that concern uh, godlike rulers of hell and the abyss. Okay, so the two of you are reading the Night Commander's diary, and um, it's there isn't much of that's going to help you in your current mission in here. There isn't anything at all, in fact. 
it's a diary of the day to day. So, you know, if the night commander had an interaction with the guard that didn't go well, he talked about the steps of discipline that he took in order to set forth this night back on the path of Euphemius, things like that. But nothing we can use here for any of what we're doing. It's a diary. Okay. You could continue reading. Reading through the whole diary will take you, you know, all night. I'll say. But as you uh, begin reading for enjoyment, nothing jumps out at you. I'll say, uh, there's nothing here, Varel. It's boring. It's just like a, it's like a diary of what a guy does when he comes to work every day. It's lame. What we need to find, if these are all diaries, is the year that the fist was moved here, and try to find any mention of it and who pursued it. I agree, but I don't think this diary is going to have it. As Varel says that Hope will hopefully finish up with Asmodeus and Orcus, and then she'll go to the book that Varel grabbed and finish going through uh, the Euphemian entries. Oh, you want to know about them? Okay. All Just right, to pick- see if he missed anything. Okay. Investigation roll, please. A 10? Hmm. That's too low of a roll to discover anything interesting, so no. Poop! Okay. However, you do feel that uh, this book of artifacts is a, is like maybe a hidden gem. that you get, you get the sense reading it that like there are interesting items in here, uh, some of which you have a nefarious uh, sense of imagination towards your application. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, then she'll jump on board trying to find the year that the fist entered the tower. Okay, so you guys going to keep reading these books till you find a hint? I mean, I did, I'm going to give up on the idea of even finding entertainment thing, entertaining things to read here. They seem terrible. Up late into the night doing reading, is that right? If you do, I'll do a series of rolls and we'll see what happens, but... You're going to be tired tomorrow. No long rests for you. Hope we'll do it. I would get frustrated at some point and go find somebody. Probably Walnut. <laughs> okay. So you're heading to Walnut? Yeah. If you want to, like, do, I don't know, however many rolls before Varel would get frustrated, maybe one. <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. Varel goes to Walnut. Uh, Hope right. is going to read and find find all night. Okay, Nash, what do you do? I'm going to lay against a wall and nap while she does this. Okay, so you're resting then. Yeah, but I'll be back up for her in case anything goes weird down here. Short resting then. Okay. Yeah. All right, and um, Stanley, so you retired to uh, Night Commander Lentris's quarters, correct? That's right. Yeah. All right. Um, Was there anything in particular doing that evening, or was it just, you know, was there anything you wanted to accomplish that might involve the DM, I guess is what I'm saying? Um, I think I'd probably uh, counsel her on the state of how my friends are doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we necessarily need to go through it, but essentially Stanley is going to let her know that Hope and Nash seem more or less on board, but Burrell does not. Um, and the reasons why he expects he'll put up some arguments with the plan as is. Okay, and can you recap your understanding of the plan for me, please? Uh, yeah, so 
in character? Should we just do it in character? No, no, we don't have to. Or okay. I mean, no, we don't. We don't have to. We can. Yeah. So basically, he's gonna just let her know that Varel has expressed that he does not like the idea of a dragon who has access to the portal to our world being mad at us, and does not want to betray the deal. Right. And that it's going to take some convincing to get him on board with the idea of not taking the fist back to Tabacho. Okay. Perfect. All right. So you would have like a, a you know, after coitus, you'd have like a pillow talk conversation. <laughs> yeah. Along those lines, you think? Okay. So let's uh, roll a persuasion check, please, with advantage. Or hang on. First, roll a sexuality roll, please. It's a performance roll. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's going to be a 33. Okay. And now with all those high rolls, you're now exhausted. Uh, so <laughs> fatigue level one, please. Oh, um, man. Uh, so the uh, so now you can roll your persuasion roll, please. Uh, okay. Now, does this exhaustion level confer disadvantage on ability checks? Does it? What does it do? Exhaustion level one. Disadvantage on ability checks. Yes. Yeah. Oops, you did the wrong order. Oh well. I did. Ah, uh, that's fine. Uh, what is it? Persuasion. Yes. Twenty six. <laughs> okay. I rolled a 13 and a 16. Nice. Well done. All right. So this 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 is what transpires during the whole book adventure. You've gone to bed and done all of that. Very good. Okay. So um so that's what Stanley did. Um talk to Okay, so Varel, you're up. Walnuts. <laughs> you're outside of his door and you yell walnuts. You hear no response. Is there a handle or a lock? There's a, hand, there's a handle. I open it. All right, it opens. It's not locked. And you see a, you see a, a, a bed, and there's a blanket, and then there's a mound in the blanket, and you hear... <laughs> My camera's going all over the place. <laughs> well, not. You snore like a fool. Are you saying that to try and make him up? Yes. All right. Uh, performance roll, please. Or intimidation. 17. Yeah, huh? Um, um, no, thanks. I'm, I already ate. And he rolls over, puts the blanket over his head and the pillow. You have not supped on me yet. Walnut, wake. <laughs> you haven't supped on me. All <laughs> right. Make another roll. Fourteen. Doesn't work. You may have to put hands on him. Mm-hmm. All right. I will. I will cool myself, and I will walk over to above him. Uh, you know, not standing on the bed above him, but you know, next to him. <laughs> I don't know. I like standing on the bed. That's pretty funny. Uh, is there a mattress? Uh, it's like a mattress is on the ground. It's not like a bed. There's a mattress in the corner. This is almost like a hovel in here. He's got a straw mattress. You can just see straw poking out. Blankets over top. There's a night table and some candles. The candles are out, so it's dark. The only light that's coming in is spilling in through the hallway. No way for a warrior's order to live. Walnut, you have worked hard this day, but I require more of you. Mm-hmm. You require me? Says the I voice. do. 
You're needed in the library, where you should have been attending before. I'll get right to the library. Get my sword. Sword? Well, that are you awake? Yes. Good. (laughs) Then we must proceed to the library. You are needed to locate a book. After you, uh, 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 sir. I'm going to grab his foot and start dragging. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you grab his foot and start dragging. Uh, how reckless are you doing it? Without it, are you uh, doing it with care or no care? I it is not with speed, and I am looking at him while I drag him, so he is not being. I'm just saying, about. if he falls off the bed and knocks his head on the floor, oh, I thought it, I thought it was a shitty little like floor bed, right? Yeah, yeah, but still, he still has a some mattress. It's not fall, it's not a big fall. It's not a high fall. He's not gonna die. Don't worry, you're not doing anything weird. All right, I'll, I'll get just give him a yank to, towards the edge of the bed. Okay, give him a yank. He goes, whoa! Whoa! Well done. Like, Call yourself. Takes, he takes his blankets and covers up his crotch really intensely. He's like, you're in my room! Walnut, I am not attacking your crotch. <laughs> I'm wishing what? you to proceed to the library. Oh, do I have to, Pharrell? You must, Walnut. You were to be in attendance when we opened the restricted section. I know, but I'm not supposed to go down there. I thought maybe you'd forget about it. We forget about it, Walnut. We are trying to save your order. I'm not being quiet about any of this, by the way. Restricted section all. It's all being yelled at. We are trying to save your order. Your voice in the hallway go, Warlord, keep it down in there. I'm sorry, Ben. Ben. All right. Um. Okay. All right. I get. He, start, he starts trying to put his clo- his his, his <laughs> robe on, but but he, with one hand he's still holding the blankets in his crotch, and he's trying to pull it off, and he's become a mess of cloth. He's like, I'm coming. Do you feel great shame, Walnut? I can turn around if you desire. Um. Yes. Please turn around. Very well. And then you I will see. be blocking the exit, though. You will not escape me. <laughs> so after about 30 seconds, he hurriedly puts on his clothes. They're all wrinkled and all over the place. And you think his robe might be on backwards because his hood is hanging out the front. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Fine. Grab that sword you spoke of. What? I don't have a sword. <laughs> then come with me, Walnut. <laughs> all right, I'm coming. Um, <clears throat> okay. All right. So do you lead him downstairs? Yep. Freaking but I direct him in front of me. I'm doing like the, the hand on the shoulder down the stairs. Okay. So you direct him downstairs and um, you make your way down the six flights of stairs to the basement, so the, the white tower. And you return to the area where Nash and Hope are reading books at a table. And he's like, oh, no, you guys can't be in here. Can't we? We already are. It's a restricted area, but okay. Um, well, it looks like you got in. What do you need me for? We need you to tell us the year the Order arrived here at the Tower with the Fist. Oh, it was like a week ago. We've been battling all across the Outlands. We finally found, well, not me. I've been in the Tower the whole time. I, I work here. But the knights, the, the the paladins, they were fighting across the outlands, and they barely made it with the fist. 
and they found respite here because this tower has never been breached by an evil being before, and all the millennia it stood. And it will stand, we'll be safe. But I think, I mean, the demons always have new tricks, so you can never be sure, but we'll be fine. Who pursues the fist? Um, the forces of hell and the forces of the abyss, all of the evil beings in creation. We uh, need a name. We need a name. All of them. I mean, my, the mighty lord of, of hell itself, Asmodeus, is, is, seeks it. The gods themselves send their hordes to... to, to to kill us all and to obtain this artifact of great power. This corrupted artifact. See, it belonged to one of our own. But it, it, it became corrupt and dangerous and we take it to be destroyed. If it even can. What can the fist do? Um, well, I, I don't rightly know myself, just what I've heard. It could be wrong. Well, test it. Um, okay, well, I heard that you can take the fist and, and... No, I can't tell you. This is too terrible. It's too horrible. Is the DM while he Googles some information. <laughs> I had a feeling. So well, perhaps we can... Feel free to ask again in just a second. <laughs> uh, is that okay if I don't say? No, it is not okay. It's terrible, Morel. It's better. That is fine. Isn't it enough to know that it's just evil and we have to take it to... to to heaven for it to be destroyed well not what would a dragon want with the fist okay look this is what I'll tell you about the fist okay <clears throat> it could be wrong though when you put the fist upon your hand you will become as strong as a mountain your strength will only be rivaled by gods. Furthermore, if you concentrate really hard and touch someone on their nose, they'll die. Jeez. What? If I had the strength of a mountain, I would not require the... I'd punch them, and they would die with the strength of a mountain. No, but this contains... Great, great evil power siphoned off from the very gods themselves. You cannot punch in such a way as you could punch if you had the fist upon your hand. At least that's what I heard. It could be wrong. So we have a dragon who wants to punch something. Mm -hmm. I'll put it in a, a case to watch it and say how pretty once in a while. <laughs> There's more to it than that, though. I've heard that the fist is haunted. Haunted? Cursed. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? 
Um, uh, oh no, I know there's a difference between haunts and curses, but um, I wasn't—I didn't pay a lot of attention during that part of at the seminary. So, whichever is the right answer is that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, one will have oh, a person associated. Uh huh. A being, perhaps one that you didn't get a sandwich shared oh, okay. with, will it's appear. Not, it's not cur a curse is something that an evil warlock or wizard puts on something and bakes it into it. It's it's not a curse. It's it's haunted by the spirit uh, of. Uh, of, of some, some unknown evil. I, I don't know who or what, but they talk about it as though it's 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 alive, the way they refer to it sometimes. Could that be the voice that I'm hearing then? Mm -hmm. yeah, what? Yeah, I'm speaking right now. It's my we'll voice out that you're hearing. Well, and so look at Varel and Nash. All right, Walnut. <laughs> there is a being that Hope sees who is attempting to gather the fist directly to them. One, one being. All right, not the forces of all of hell. Not a ghost. A demon. If we find... Am I not? <laughs> I'm looking at you. Walnut, Walnut looks at Nash. Was he talking to you? Walnut, you're the worst. <laughs> what? Oh. We, uh, no. Focus, Walnut. Listen to what Varel says. Okay, I'm listening for other time, <laughs> I swear. All right. We are offering to destroy the forces of hell. Yeah. So that the glove uh -huh. may be free of its pursuers. So your solution is to just kill all the demons of hell so that the fist is safe? Yes. But so, there's like <laughs> millions of them. That's why you kill the one, the, the special one that Hope sees. Wait, so Hope's really hearing a voice? That isn't mine? You hear right now, Hope? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Can anyone hear it? I think he really is hearing a voice. Oh, he might be wearing Zothander's underwear, for all we know. <laughs> Walnut. Mm -hmm. Do you possess any objects of lore? Um... Well, I have a, a, a pendant that my mom gave me before she passed. That's part of my lore. That's very kind. Is it magical? Um, no. Okay, well then. But it doesn't matter. It's special to me. It doesn't need to be magical to be special. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm helping a lot. Like, I no, want to be more helpful. Well, not you are helpful. It's just the 
it's this all the forces of everything problem I'm having. You should really talk to a more senior member of the order. I, I'm still, well, I'm not new, but I failed a lot of classes. You, That's why they put me here. Euphemian light, walnut. You're, you're the best. You're, you're great here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Varel. I really appreciate that. Uh-huh. A heartfelt compliment <laughs> from you. How do we get to heaven, Walnut? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a big question, Pharrell. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I get this wrong, but basically, treat others as you yourself would want to be treated. Do good things. Uh, when you see someone in, in need, help them. Um, and live your life according to these precepts. And when you pass on, your spirit will go to Mount Celestia uh, or one of the other wonderful places in the afterlife where the good people go. And don't be evil. When you do evil things, you go to hell and they torture you for eternity. I don't want to go there. It's terrible. Okay. He's getting worked up. Well, not. Well, not. It's okay. What if I wanted to go to heaven without it taking my whole life? Oh, you mean to, to... when they take the fist to heaven? Are you they're good? not going to die first, yes? Do you know that your soul is pure and good? It's. You would need to travel the river Styx and make your way to Mount Celestia itself from the Outland. You can get there. Mm, not the river Styx. That's the evil one. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know my geography very well. But there's a great road, and the great road will take you to Mount Celestia, and there you'll meet the attendant, and the attendant will decide if you're worthy or not. I would not have an expectation about the result. The ways of the gods are mysterious to us mortals, even those who spend their lives studying them. Do you want to go to heaven? I was thinking about it, but so so your order is going to take the fist to heaven. We're waiting for reinforcements. Maybe that part didn't we didn't talk about that at all. But but we're hoping someone from Mount Celestia they'll send a battalion here to relieve us. No, Stan Stanley is trying to make us the reinforcements. That this is happening. We are all going to heaven. Well, I hope I'm not ready yet. I don't want to go. <laughs> I just hope nobody, to get here and take the fist and I can go back to my normal life in the no, white nobody's town. Nobody's dying no all outside. Together, we will we're walking to heaven. No, no, I'm not going to heaven. I'm not ready yet. I'm not worthy yet. When my training is complete, I feel okay about it. But I, I feel like Night Commander Elantris said that I'm really lazy and I'm, I, sometimes I make a lot of mistakes about thinking things. Nash, I'm losing the thread. Walnut is the thread we're all losing. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. You hope. wanted me down here to, to help you figure something you out. You were so Walnut. confident before. You were ready to conquer the world. You were, I don't know, remember? You found your you found a new uh, sense of importance and, and understanding, and you were freaking out about that. Now, 
You're as useless as a... Uh... Turn an insight check, please. <laughs> Shit. All right. <laughs> a four. Um. Shoot. Listen, everybody. I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't have a lot of self confidence. Okay, and sometimes when you guys say things, you make me feel really confident, and I can do something. But then when I'm alone with my thoughts, I remember that I can't. My fear takes in, and I feel like I can't do anything right. Sorry. I like how I'm zooming in on my face. It's like an ultra-radic. Ah! <laughs> it's so weird. It's really weird. Anyway, I'm sorry, Varel. Also, Varel, why are you standing still, and why is Hope standing still? <laughs> no. Did we lose them? Does... Oh, maybe. Maybe they got frustrated and left. We see John and Bo, so it's not me. Um, you guys see me moving, They both right? have really great expressions on their face, though. Am I yeah. moving? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's, a, it's a Ferg thing. All right, let me see. All right, while we do that, uh, well, <laughs> we go back to Stanley, who's sleeping soundly with Night Commander. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, some... <laughs> Meanwhile, Stanley sleeps. Well, that's oh, oh. okay. There oh. they are. Oh, oh, oh! oh. I see Kristen. Oh, we lost Kyle, <laughs> but we got Kristen back. He got sucked into the power surge. Oh, was there a power surge? Yeah. Oh, that's no good. Everything all right? Oh, okay. There he, he is. Should be okay. Okay, there we go. Right. Yeah, back. Power surge. Internet went out. All right. Oh, there you are. You're moving again. Excellent. They're back. Yeah, you guys sort of stopped moving just for a quick second there, and I wasn't sure if that was my imagination or not. Who is this guy? I uh, hope we'll whisper to Varel and Nash. You don't know Walnut? I thought we were all together. When... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I laughed so hard that I got dizzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, you were in the library. This I was is there. The... He was there at the start, but... Why did you bring him down here? This is the fabled healer of the whole tower who reversed the disease while you were reading in the library. He's also or a fool who won't get us in who trouble. Dislikes incompetence. You have a very interesting choice in people. Yes, well, in the past, I've grabbed the official person, and then they're all like, now I'm going to betray you because I have insider knowledge. So I figured this time I would fetch a fool who would give me right answers, but in the wrong way, and we wouldn't get into trouble at the end of it. It's pretty Hopefully smart, I, I just want to say, as the DM. It is pretty nice. smart. Um, wait, did you just call me a fool? I did, Walnut. <laughs> oh. After I told you just how, like, down I get about not being very good at things. But you are good at things, Walnut. You just need focus. Very good at being a fool. <laughs> mm, intimidation roll, please. <laughs> Kyle walked away. <laughs> you messed everything up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's going to be an 18. <laughs> oh. 
Well, not go sit down. Just sit in this chair here. She's I'm right. going to talk with my friends. She's we are so going. Right. He, he goes off to a table and he sobs sitting down at the table. We're so alone here. She, she can't take you. She can't take it from you that you saved the tower, huh? Okay, that's a that's a roll, man. That's like a and with advantage, uh, self esteem boosting roll. What it would be. Persuasion, I guess. Persuasion. Ah, persuasion. Seven. <laughs> he continues to cry. I know, but that was just one day. That's fine. That's fine. You sit there. I'm going to talk with my friends. All right. Hope, Nash. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, the only thing we found out is that I'm hearing a voice and it's inside the tower and there's the potential it's actually in the glove itself. And that's why it says it won't show itself unless we open the box. Oh, you're talking to the glove itself. I have no idea what I'm talking to. It, it, it didn't start happening until I got back in here. Okay, that's good. Because that's not all the forces of hell. That is one force. I like that. It's also more informational than all of Walnut. <laughs> Walnut is no help to us. I mean, I guess we managed to get the information that the glove is haunted. Okay. From Walnut? I could have <laughs> yes. told you it was haunted. We didn't need yeah, Walnut he, for that. He did also tell us how to get to heaven. That was very nice of him. I'm not going to wait to die to get to heaven no, Burrell, and do we could take good a road. things only. We are going to live. We're all going to live. But we aren't. Okay. Stanley's not here. All right. So let's, let's talk. <laughs> Stanley is drunk on fortification. Okay. Fornification. Uh, yeah. Fornication? Fornication. He's fornified. Yes. <laughs> he wants to go on a romantic journey to heaven with his new found love to drop off a fist. <laughs> They're going fisting. Got it. All right. But we need the glove to give to a dragon so we can go home. Right, the, the dragon might use the glove for things which would weigh on us. Hope wants to give the glove to itself because <laughs> the glove is haunted and it wants its own glove. Possibly. <laughs> so which of these options are we pursuing and how do we get home we need Stanley we need a group conversation okay we, I then feel I, like we need to exercise the glove because if we bring that to heaven could you imagine it was able to breach this tower which they said have stood for who knows how long? They would destroy their own heaven. 
Yes. What? So, wait, what's, what was the other thing about taking the mount? Okay, we'll get Stanley. I'll go get Stanley. Just wake him I'll up. Heading Just wake yes, him up. All right. I, I will wake are him you, up. Are you going on your own, or is the whole crew coming? I'll back him up. I'll go with him. Let's all go. Okay, we'll all go. Okay. Are you Walnut? taking Walnut? Okay. Walnut, go back Walnut, to bed. Yeah. No, we need him. Oh, all right. Maybe. Thanks for those nice things you said to me, about me to Hope Burrell. Yes, you are needed. You're an important member of Team Glove. <laughs> okay. We're going to go wake up Stanley so we can hear the other side of the plan. All right. Uh, which books are you bringing with you? Not, you these, any not these dumb diaries, I can tell you that. Is anyone adding anything to their inventory before we leave? Nah. No. Really? Everything I... Monstrous Compendium or anything like that? No? All right. Okay, so the party, uh, you collect yourself. Walnut gets up right away, understands that everyone's leaving, does not want to be left behind. And you make your way upstairs to the fifth... Uh, no, sorry, the sixth floor of the tower. And make your way down the hallway to the Knight Commander's room. And there are two guards standing post outside. <clears throat> they see you, you know, the four of you, Walk down the hallway. Excuse me. What can I we do are, for you? We are in need of Stanley. Hmm. The night commander is not to be disturbed while she rests. Great. She, Let she us is. sneak in there and just poke our friend awake. We don't need to wake her up. <clears throat> One second. Let me handle it. He knocks on the door. Uh, Stanley, you hear knocking through your sleep. Okay. You can decide you're restful. You're being restful right now, but you can decide to wake up or not, because uh, your perception is absolutely ridiculous. Well, it not being my room, I don't know if I would immediately respond. I might just let the knock happen. Okay, Elentris is asleep. See if she does it. You you notice it, and she's she's still asleep. Okay. And you're kind of aware I'll, from like. Uh, your abilities that you can hear things others can't, you know? Like, All right. Like, I'll get up, throw on some pants, go open the door. All right. So you see Stanley with nothing but a pair of pants on, barefoot, bare-chested, long hair out. Hot. Open the door and say... What? What do Stanley, you want? Stanley, we are, we are conducting our plan. I'm ready to be friends again, <laughs> but I need you. <laughs> All right, let's take a break there. That's great. <laughs> That's <Okay>. perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, my gosh. Midway break, and we come back. That's right. More, more conversation. More dungeons, so come on back. More gloves, more dungeons. Don't go too far, but pee all you need. Yeah, now we're back. We're recording, and we're back. All right, Bo. What do you know? Right. We return to the White Tower, belonging to the Order of the Obsidian White. It's the paladins and clerics who worship Euphemius, god of righteousness. Uh, you're on the sixth floor of this tower, just outside of Knight Commander Elentris Vane's room. You've knocked on it. There's two guards on either side of the door. Stanley's standing in the doorway with nothing but pants on. 
you guys were just about to engage in a discussion. Great in port. Have have you all been up this whole time? Why wouldn't we be? <laughs> I don't know. It's late. People, everybody's asleep right now, including me. Time for action. No all rest right, for the well, weary, Stanley. Let's go. Let's go. We gotta meet. All right. What? Let's go. Don't lay up. Where no. are we going? Just keep your. Do I need? Do I need stuff? What are we doing? Uh, do we need stuff, Varel? We're talking. Yeah, we're just oh, talking. Okay. Put on a shirt, Fabio. Let's go. Oh wait, was he not wearing pants or a shirt? <laughs> no, he's wearing pants. Oh, okay. He's Illidan. Right. He's, he's Illidan right now. Right. He was Donald Duck in it. Was he? Should I be picturing <laughs> you with rocking abs? No, he's reverse Donald Duck. Not. He's reverse Wait, but, Donald Duck. But I do need to know: Should I be picturing Stanley with rocking abs? Yeah. No, he's a strength ten. He's fit, but he's not muscular. Oh. Okay. I'm still Abby though. Ten, ten is ten is a strong. I know ten seems sucky when you're making your characters and you want eighteen, but ten is like average person. Strength, like you, you could be mus- muscly at ten. Yeah, maybe runner bod. Yeah, yeah runner bod. Okay, right. it's my favorite uh, Middle Eastern country that doesn't exist. Runner bod. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if it's racist or not. It's not. It doesn't even exist. How could it be racist? No, it can't be racist. They do this all the time in movies. No, no, no. But it's just a shade away from, oh, gobbledygoo, you know, that country in China. <laughs> gobbledygoo. Like, <laughs> wait, like, but wait, hang on. No, no. Does that mean Gotham no sounds like... No one's racist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like runner bud, you know. It's fine. I think it's funny. When well, you got to do a fake terrorist country in your action show, runner bud. Runner bud. Runner bud's a good NPC name. Yeah, it's not bad. Although I'm, I'm not going to do its voice. Now he'll maybe, be racist. Yeah, now we're getting that, racist. Sure. Now we're like it's an it's an Indiana Jones movie or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. All right. Anyways, I'm sorry for derailing us. Um, uh, uh, where were we? Oh, you were talking. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so, so Stanley's gonna. Are you gonna get ready? And what are you doing? No, I'm just following you. Okay. Bradley, let us meet in the. Yeah, nobody's, Does the kitchen have a door? Nobody's in there right now, so we can go use it. The kitchen does not have a door. All right. However, your, your quarters do. So there's the mess hall, there's the guest quarters. You know, you can go in there and close the door. Yes, but Nash shat in a box. Yeah, in so it smells. It's in a separate room, and he closed the door. So <laughs> Oh, so it's you in a chest. Smell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's in a chest behind a closed door? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, It'll be a very mild smell, and you it'd be the kind of level where you're like, you're not sure if you're imagining it because you know it's there, or you're actually smelling it. Oh, no, I have a pretty good sense of smell. We're going to the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen it is. Okay, so the four of you, the five of you, including Walnut, head to the kitchen. Okay. All right. Stanley, we stand on the precipice of a decision. All right. We have multiple avenues, and I am prepared to bargain. Okay. We 
are currently set. And I, I, I'm doing this thing with my fingers where I'm pointing at one at a time. Currently set to betray the dragon and give him a fist of great power, which is also haunted. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to continue your romance and go to heaven. What? You want to go to heaven to heal the, the glove with your new mate and okay. build a hill on our world. I'm not particularly interested in the hill at this point, Varel, but... But, but the sure, hill goes yeah. there no matter what. Okay. Euphemius will make a hill in our world where he will likely send fools like Walnut to worship him. <laughs> Hi, Walnut. Um. <laughs> Thirdly, allowed to speak now? Uh, no, shut not up. Yet. Shut up for a minute. <laughs> the third option. Mm. Hope is speaking to the ghost in the gauntlet. Wait, how do you know this? We're guessing. Okay, continue. If we defeat the ghost, the glove is no longer haunted, and we could maybe take it to the dragon and go home. So, let me get this straight. Your plan is to give hope the gauntlet. Hope that it does not immediately whisk her out of the tower where we couldn't interact with her or anything in particular. Hope that a ghost that haunts the gauntlet appears that you think might be real, that will then allow us to fight it, which you think we might be able to win, mm -hmm. which will then for some reason depower the gauntlet, and make all these paladins say it's okay to give to a dragon who wants to give the gauntlet, no doubt because of its power, to somebody else, and he will not seek vengeance on our world. Well, yes. Because you want to go to heaven, and the gauntlet is haunted. So our other two options are equally insane. Well, they want me to take the gauntlet to some mountain. Not That's in heaven. Walnut told no. us that Celestia is in heaven. And there's a road and you will be judged. Is this true? Are you talking to me? Looks like Yes. Nash. Um, <clears throat> yes, um, <clears throat> it's possible to get to heaven, uh, through not dying. How difficult of a journey is this? Well, I've never been, but you take the great road until... Uh, we have an airship, so road's already questionable as to whether we're using them. Well, I'm sure you could... Fly in the direction of the road and get to heaven, but they'll probably ask you to land since a heaven airspace is highly restricted. I'd be willing to bet. And then you can meet the attendant, 
and and they'll see about whether they will allow you access if you're worthy. Now, one. I can't go though. Okay, I I have to stay here. I have duties at the White Tower. I need my attention. Okay, I would definitely prefer you didn't come. Walnut, if we're bringing this artifact to be destroyed and that's where it has to go, why would they deny us entry? Well, they'll take the artifact, perhaps. But you can only go to heaven if you are worthy. <clears throat> so if you are, um, you know, a character of a questionable nature, you will not be allowed access to heaven. Now, I know you guys aren't evil, so, you, you know... You don't have to take it like rejection. It just means you have stuff to work on to be good and gain access to heaven. Great. Varel, here's the thing. As much as I want to fight a spooky ghost that may or may not reside inside a glove... Don't you? It sounds like we have no idea that it's actually there. And if it isn't going to appear until we hand the gauntlet to Hope... Again, what is to prevent her from being immediately whisked out of the tower? Well, or remember the anal worm launching? <laughs> I learned the name of the demon and taunt it three times as I did that day. It appears and I kill it. But... Okay. Walnut does not know the name. So, I have fetched you from your bedchamber this eve. So that you may whisper sweet things into your lover's ear. And we may conduct this plan. I mean, tomorrow we're going to meet to discuss strategy, and I'm not opposed to it, Varel. You're... I will concede this. You are absolutely right. Pissing off a dragon with a portal to our home is probably not a great idea. That said, dragons that come to our world have a good tendency of dying as soon as they arrive, so there's also that, but I get where you're coming from. I just don't see any sense in giving this artifact to hope just to have the demon... Giving the demons what they want seems like a bad idea, universally. It doesn't sound like I need to hold it, though. It sounds more like we need to open the box. That's and it? My Just thought open is, the box? Yes, and my thought is if it's something much more sinister than it's letting on, we'd be bringing it right to heaven. That's a fair point. Well, again, these are all things we can figure out in the meeting tomorrow. I don't... I don't see why we have to figure this out tonight. We'll throw out the idea of opening the box and see if we can bait out whatever this thing is. See if we can fight it and stop it. If we can't, then we take it to this mountain and Drop it off. Done and done. There's a... Stanley, there's twofold problems. We are using the airship from our current employer to make that deposit. 
Well, that's true. Our world is already betrayed at the beginning of this mission. Well, one way or another, we're going to have to pick a side. Our side. The, the Heroes of the Waste side is the one I pick. Okay, and what does our side do? No body allowed in our world. No Euphemian Mountains. No portal dragons. We're going to kick out the principal. We're going to kick out Ktobel Praith. So it's just the living. Do we stop these fools from coming in and collecting souls or whatever activities they have planned? We found out when we were with Tabacho that it was a third party that's interested in this relic. What if that third party is going to use it against our world? What if helping him hurts us? We have no guarantees that we're not giving this weapon immediately to one of our enemies. The principal, that cabbage vampire, uh, <laughs> any of them. <laughs> forgot about the cabbage vampire that's why we have to give we complete our bargain but the glove is useless it's unpowered it's the only way Stanley we can see if they know any way to depower the glove in the morning if that's an option, I would certainly go for it. But if it was as simple as just fight a demon and depower this artifact, I have a feeling someone would have done it by now. You saw them today, right? These aren't warriors. They're sons of blacksmiths. Sure. Which is why these are the people that are more worth defending. They're a bunch of scared people in a tower, Varel. These are the people we want to doom. So that criminals taking advantage of other people can sell it off for a profit to who knows what they're going to do with the gauntlet. That's a better option to you? Mm, I don't like this question. Should have known what they got into by joining a warrior's order. They're meant to slay demons. I mean, we joined a guard inside a little town and look where it brought us. Sometimes life just doesn't give you what you expect. Wow. I will know I did the right thing by unpowering the glove. Completing my deal. Let's see what our options are in the morning. Thank you, Stanley. Is it my turn to talk yet? <laughs> yes, Walnut. <laughs> well, what do you want? No, what do you... Nothing. What do you have to say? Do you have anything to say? <laughs> I just thought maybe you had some questions for me. You brought me along. 
do you have an opinion, Walnut? <laughs> I think we should just do whatever Night Commander Elantris says. That's She's an very option. wise. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Walnut. <laughs> <laughs> Hope goes to bed. Yeah, Stanley's already snuck away. I go to bed as well. From the moment Walnut said, What do you want? Stanley has shaken his head and turned away. Okay, everyone leaves except Nash and Walnut. <clears throat> um, can I go to bed now, Mr. Nash? Uh, yeah. I a lovely day. Your, your services are no longer required. Okay, good night. And, um, <clears throat> may Euphemius be with you in your prayers. Thanks, buddy. Now go away. And then I'll turn around, and as I walk away, my little neck hand will reach out and wave at him as I go. Yeah. Oh, your baby hand my that baby goes hand. in the back of your neck? Yeah. All right. He goes, ah! <laughs> what manner of, of, of... Of, 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 of po- demonic possession is that there's no possession i'm not possessed that's just my hand you have a baby arm in your back that's I, not where baby arms no are supposed i know to be. i know normally they're on a baby but these are uh, these are different <laughs> these are difficult times this is not this is it's fine um, go to bed do you control it or does it have its own will i control it so i was waving goodbye to you with my little magic hand Okay, because if you have another person inside you, I hope you're being nice to it. There's nothing else inside of me. Just a cold, dark husk of what used to be a man. How did this happen? It's a long story. Don't worry. Go to bed. You need your rest. All walnuts are off tonight. (laughs) Okay. And then he he bows before you with his, remember, his his hook. His monk's hood is on backwards, so his hood is there. So he bows, and the hood drops down. He goes, oh, <laughs> as he notices it for the first time, and then he walks off. Nice. Perfection. You're alone in the kitchen. Okay. You go to bed? Uh, yes, I will retire as well. All right, everyone goes to bed. Those of you, you're all going to get a long rest, so long rest of Oh, good. You've been given some extra time to sleep in. You didn't end up staying up that late reading books. So let's get the long rest going. Um, that clears your exhaustion, Stanley. And um, uh, okay, who's the first to rise? Who's the early riser? Got a volunteer? We don't have a whole bunch of early risers. Uh, All right, roll off. Whoever's got the lowest roll, you're up first. Wait, which dice? D20. 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 Right. 18. Three. <laughs> Three. Let's do this, John. Oh, my yes. gosh. What'd you get there, Kyle? Nine. All right. So um, we'll start with John or Stanley. Stanley, uh, you open your eyes and you realize that you're up quite early because Elantris is still soundly asleep next to you, but you're awake. You're just in full wired I'm up mode. Is your eyes open? Alright, I get up, get changed, get all my armor and gear together and make my way to the kitchen. Perfect. Uh Hope, uh you also um you don't know what's going on with Stanley, but you open your eyes, which you feel is to be quite early, but you're wide awake. And um let's get everyone else's headphones off. Ooh. 
uh, including you, Varel, unless you're muted. Um, all right, you hear a voice uh, whisper into your ears as you snap into consciousness. It says, Today's the day. It whispers in your ear. Day for what? Today will be the day we meet. Looking forward to it. Stay the course and have faith in me. Your faith will be rewarded. Hopeful just kind of a little. Headphones back on for everyone else, please. All right, and so you wake up and you look around. You see the t- Vorel's tail coming out from underneath one of the beds, and uh, you see also Nash is is kind of curled up like a cat at the base of one of the beds for some reason. All the blankets on top of him in a giant mess. Nice. Like a tornado of, of blanket and man on one corner of the bed. That sounds right. Hopeful stretch and yawn and start heading to the the mess hall. Okay, so then you enter into the mess hall at the same time as Stanley. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Hope. Gotta say, it's nice to uh, wake up and not have a plague epidemic wiping everybody out. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm glad that worked out. Hope, do you think that you're the reason that plague came through here? I did. But the voice, I, I don't think so anymore. I don't know if it's someone else in the tower who let it in. But something's already in here. And that makes me think it wasn't me. That they're maybe setting you up to take the fall for. Exactly. Well, breakfast. Breakfast. All right, so you guys are going to make your own breakfast? There's nobody in the kitchen right now. You're both up earlier than everyone else. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yep. So make some there's food. No... Hopefully, look for coffee. Okay. Uh, there's no coffee available here. Um, there is mead. There appears to be barrels of mead, and there's the same thing that there was for dinner: stew. So there's just various dried meats and vegetables, and there isn't really breakfast food here. It's military gruel. You can oh, a cup of mead and some stew. <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. So preparing it will take about an hour or so. You've got to cut it all up, put it in the pot. There isn't really any leftovers from yesterday's broth since you used it all to pour on people. Okay. So as a few hours go by, you begin making, making breakfast. Nash and Varel, you both w- awake as well to the smells of the kitchen going. And for a change of pace, you see Hope and Stanley quietly making breakfast together. Well, this is an unusual sight, and I'll push all my blankets away and try to un- undishevel myself. 
He brought the blankets to the kitchen. Oh, yeah. You know how little kids do? They keep it all wrapped up. They wander in. Like, what's going on in here? I'll do like that. Well, you... we're trying something different, Nash. What, when, you, when is this ready? Oh, Want to help ready. cook? Yeah, any any minute, if you help faster. Well, what do you want me to do? All right, we start giving Nash instructions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, um, so you begin also preparing breakfast with Nash. Varel, I don't know if you want to participate or not. You can... You smell food coming from the kitchen. You're not in there. Maybe it's Gregor. You don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'll proceed in. And I and my companions cooking for the first time I've ever seen them cook. So once Nash uh, starts helping, Stanley's role becomes more supervisory. He gotcha. not notably is no longer actually actively doing anything, but he's got a lot of feedback for Nash. I mean, so so there's really, to Stu, there's really only two major components. That's selecting the ingredients and cutting them up, putting them in at the right time. And then there's seasoning and spicing to taste, which doesn't involve a lot of work. Just putting seasoning in, taking a little taste in the big cauldron. So who's got what role or, you know? Hope will be in charge of the seasoning and kind of flavor it to what she had as a kid. Okay. So that means, the Stanley, you're monitoring Nash, who's... There's no more vegetables to cut, but you may have given him busy work to do. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'm having him right. clean and stuff, put stuff away. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll take it. So this, this is what you walk into, Varel. That scene. You don't have to do anything. You could just wait. Hmm. So you all can cook. Well, we're trying. We've seen you do it enough, and... Uh... And we never said we couldn't. <laughs> that Hope day in never the cave. Said she couldn't. That day in the cave with the worms when we tried to kill a man for a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't try to kill the man for the sandwich. I may have tried to kill him, but not for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Also, Stanley, you were possessed at the time, so you were not responsible for the killing of the sandwich. All I mean is we could have seasoned those bugs. I don't think I have any seasoning. I don't tend to travel with it. Nash does. Or you did. Do I now? No, no, no. But back in your old cloak, when you oh, had yeah, all the yeah, back I totally in there. That. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. yeah, that was good stuff. And the, the froggy mythic. <laughs> <laughs> I had all kinds Lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. Lots of seasoning. All right. This intrigues me. What will your food taste like, Hope? You have to find out. Very well. I think Nash should be forbade from seasoning. Oh. oh, we've got him far away from the pot. It's fine. He's just... Nash, over there, there's... What's that right there that I'm pointing at? <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. It's Well, it's something that got chopped up and it's sitting on the counter. Oh. I don't uh, think it belongs there. Okay. Uh, wh where would you like it? 
in the trash. All right, I'm on it. I'll go move these, whatever it is. What are they, peelings or something? What is it? <laughs> whatever you want it to be. All right. <laughs> what would you, you like it to be? be? Use your imagination. <laughs> All right. What is it? I'm going to grab these. I'm going to grab these and I'm going to throw them away, but I'm going to secretly keep a handful of it and put it into my pocket. A handful of whatever it is. Of what? What w is it? Whatever it is. W one of you decides. He's got to name it. All right. I'll name it. And if you guys don't want to name it, I'll call it, uh, uh, they're just like peelings, like potato peelings, like carrot peelings, that kind of thing. Garlic okay. paperwork. Yeah. All that stuff. And I'm just okay. So it's all kinds of vegetables. Just oh, yeah. vegetables. It's just a vegetable, pile. Vegetable peelings. Yeah, vegetable peelings. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to grab a Add hand, a vegetable fistful. peelings to the inventory and in brackets <laughs> put like potato skins, carrot okay. skins, you know, right. just to remind yourself what might be in these, this vegetable peelings pile. All right. I'm doing it. Glad we're filling up his inventory again. He'll laugh, but those are the kinds of things that actually could be reagents. You know, it's kind of, you never I mean, know. that's more on brand for reagents than like boogers and stuff so you know <laughs> boogers it's pretty it's pretty good actually um, vegetable peelings why well, wouldn't let me oh there you go Custom you'd, you'd have made a great wizard i'll head over to the pot and using my path of the storm i will light the fire Ooh. so what does that look like just your finger or yeah your anything i touch on a you know, unattended and unequipped i can light on fire so that includes starting the fire there and i can also pick up the pan and kind of, you know, stir fry off my own heat. Okay, so Hope, Pharrell be lights the fire and begins assuming control of your kitchen. Pharrell, get out. I'm almost done. Get out. But you were in charge of seasoning. Yes, and it's I'm almost flame done. <laughs> the fire was already lit. How could we have started cooking stew that's almost done if it wasn't on, lit on fire already? This is... This is how I cook at, at, at my inn. I supply... Did you not see? I, I grab the meat and it burns in my own hands. The glorious, glorious well, then thing. Put it on a separate plate over there, but don't throw it in here. I'm almost done. No, I'm, I'm heating this pot. This pot, it, it... The heat was unverified by me. Vorel, let other people cook for you for once. Okay. <laughs> I will sit. Your your voice out in the mess hall. What's that smell? It smells delicious. And then um, uh, a man with long hair, big beard, wearing nothing but long johns, uh, walks in, like including covering. It's got footsies on it, so it's <laughs> these big long johns. Oh, that smells delicious. And then he goes and takes a bowl off a counter and lines up behind Varel, Stanley, or Varel and Nash. We'll say just whoever's around, like as though it was a line. Lineup's moving quite slow. It's almost done. Then Hope will just keep working on it until it's done and then start serving out food. Oh, I'm sure it's done in the, the, the night. You presume he's a knight the way he carries himself. He just has nothing but long johns on. He walks to the pot and he begins... I will hand. slap his bowl away with my wooden spoon. Yeah. Okay. Attack roll, please. Sweet. You get no bonus for the weapon. You're not, and you don't have proficiency with spatulas or improvised weapons. Uh, an eight. 
Okay, so you go to s smack him, and you hit him, but do no damage. It's not a hard smack. And he, he looks at you, and he goes, uh, I'm sorry, I'll wait in the mess hall. Uh, forgive me. Thank you. And he retreats to the mess hall. You hear another Hope continue voice seasoning. Out. What's for breakfast? I can smell it from here. It smells delicious. Nash goes, Pharrell. what do you people usually do every morning? Do you all just hope someone makes it and then you wander in going, ooh, that smells good? Does anyone actually do that here? We weren't making no. this for everybody. Usually Gregor makes it. He's not ready by this hour. Well, just okay then. Just be patient. Chill out. You're lucky we're even here. So this annoys right. me. We're sorry. Uh, Euphemius, forgive me. I'm. We're so sorry. We'll wait patiently in here. I say, all right, that sounds good. And then I take I, I, my hand, I hold up to my nose and go, oh, just trying to get the whiff of those peel, that peeling out of my hand. Just, I can smell it. All those peels. Got it. Thanks for that. <laughs> he's smelling his peeling hand. Yeah, he's smelling his peeling hand. <laughs> all right, so when will breakfast be ready? Yeah, we can say now. All right. So hope you now. stir the pot. You find you add the ingredients and the seasoning in. Varel's not bucking you anymore, and you get to a point now where it tastes like the familiar taste of a recipe you knew from your past. And it's ready to eat. All right, hopeful. Serve up a bowl for Nash, Stanley, Varel, and herself. Get a thing of mead and then go sit down. Okay, so you get a, a bowl and, and mead, and you give one to each of the party members, and you go to sit down. As you exit back into the mess hall, there's about 50 men and women there in various undergarments, uh, having just woke up. And they see you sit at a table and start eating, and they kind of look at you. Hope won't speak, but she'll give them a nod that they can go in and fight over it themselves. Almost before you give the nod, like an excited pack of dogs they all sort of stand up and make their way and, and fill up the kitchen completely and start serving themselves these guys are dicks hope <laughs> dicks. most of us are all right and as the minutes go by people uh, the knights begin to return back into the mess hall with a bowl with a cup of meat and a big bowl and you hear arguing and yelling and like leave some for me and these people are chowing down. Nom, 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 nom. They're eating the food, and the whole mess hall is now chowing. And uh, as, as are the rest of you sitting at the table to eat? How are you? Are you collecting food, Varel? Are you getting too proud for this, or what's going on? I'd, I'd have at the food as best I could. Okay, Stanley. Yeah, no, we're. I'm keenly okay, so curious as to how Varel feels about the meal that's been made for him. Nash, are you done with your vegetable peelings? I am. I mean, I'm not eating those. Those are. I'm. Sta I'm. No, no, those. I know. You're smelling the, your hand. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm done, done with that. I'm going to sit down and <laughs> I'll sit down and eat for sure. It might be going really well, and you don't want to stop. I don't know. I will sit down and eat for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm gonna keep challenging. Uh, so you're all. You all sit down, and eventually, what seems like the entire tower makes their way to this one mess hall, and some of them are even standing up and leaning against the walls. And then Walnut comes in and goes, "Ah." Did I miss breakfast? It's so early. It's not that early, Walnut. Okay. You're late. Can someone make some room for me to sit down? 
Walnut, have we ever told you about a guy named Tedna? Uh, no. He was really, was really Tedna? annoying. And eventually it, it went real bad for him. So I only share I that story because you remind me a lot of Tedna. And then I'll move to I look at I look at Walnut's feet. <laughs> He's got little moccasins on. Leather moccasins. All right. I nodded approval with him and make room for him. Wow. Okay. So you make room and he sits next to you and he goes. <clears throat> and he looks around and he realizes he doesn't have a bowl and he says, Oh, how do I. How did you get your food? Well, Walnut, we went to the kitchen and got it. What? What do people... How do you usually get your food? Well, Gregor serves food for all of us. Well, Gregor's not Gregor? here. So go get it like everyone else. Um, okay. And he gets up and he leaves to the kitchen. Freaking Walnut. And he comes back out momentarily, and he's got like a flat plate, and the the stew on it. He doesn't have very much stew on it because it doesn't sit very well on it. And he he's got a mug of mead, and he sits down. And he goes, um, excuse me, and he sits down with his plate. And he's sort of scooping it up with a spoon, but it's a flat plate. There's not much on it. Were they out of bowls, Walnut? <laughs> <clears throat> what? There weren't any bowls. There was a cup for mead, apparently. Mm-hmm. You didn't think to use the mead cup. You went with plate. Oh, you can't use a cup for food. Drinks go in the cup. You know what? I don't know why I'm invested in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and with that uh, behind you, um, <clears throat> everyone sort of snaps to attention, puts their forks plates down and you look to see what the commotion is and knight commander elentris vane shows up wearing full regalia and then the whole room goes yeah and they start pounding on the tables really loudly and cheering for the recuperated knight commander this is stanley's at, stanley squeeze right this is the yeah okay flowing red hair just looking majestic and all cured and not sickly anymore like maybe there's a bit of a glow to her and her armor for some reason and <laughs> she looks at everyone and she says thank you everyone for uh, your bravery these past few days we have endured a lot we have the great corruptors artifact that we are guarding here and the forces of heaven and Euphemius are hard at work trying to determine how best to rescue us and to move the artifact to a safe location for now all I can ask is for your patience and understanding there will be a council meeting in 30 minutes in the main chapel once we've had that meeting we'll figure out what our next steps for defenses are we cannot allow another instance of a disease or anything of that sort to make their way in here again. We're going to do our best to find out how it got in and to prevent such things in the future. 
And with that, she nods and she says, may Euphemius be with us all. And she leaves the room. Um, are you guys going to the council meeting? Says Walnut. Yes, Walnut, we are. Not much gonna be solved at the council meeting. Says a uh, nondescript paladin sitting a little bit away from you with large mutton chops and large matted hair. He's got no clothes on except long johns. Wasn't the same one that came in. Apparently all these guys wake up in their long johns and just hang out. There's a lot of that going on here. No? Why is that? We're surrounded. We're surrounded on all sides. There's no way out. We'll be here for months. Might as well get used to peace and quiet. Find a good book to read. There's a library downstairs. Don't go getting into trouble thinking of plans and ideas. They won't do anything. We must I be mean, patient, Walnut. I heard a very rousing, thunderous applause when the Knight Commander came in. Suddenly, it seems like there's not a lot of faith in her plans going forward. Hmm. I'll wait to hear it and judge for myself when I hear the plans. But we're surrounded on all sides by the hordes of hell and the demons of the abyss. In an unprecedented campaign across the Outlands to the White Tower, you think we're going anywhere? It's not likely. Perhaps the artifact and the Night Commander is going somewhere, but us faithful will stay here and guard the tower with our dying breath. What no adventure for you, why not? What happens if the Night Commander leaves? Does somebody else assume the mantle, or how does that work? Or whoever's next in command, or perhaps the High Command back in Sigil will um, appoint someone else to man the tower. There are quite a few heroes across the Outlands. Uh, we'll leave it to their judgment to see who will lead us next. How long has Elantris been the Night Commander? What are you, doing some kind of survey? Am I a question and answer person for you? Well, you're talking. We're just having a conversation over breakfast, which I helped make for you. I figured you might be a little forthcoming with answering simple questions is all. The conversation is, uh, so what do you do? And how do you enjoy the day? And blah, blah, blah. What do you think of such and so? I'm just curious how long the Night Commander's been overseeing you all. Like I said, it was a rousing greeting for her. She must inspire a lot of uh, faith. She was recently she was recently appointed when the fist arrived. She arrived with it and took command of the tower. Interesting. How's the breakfast? It's good. Good to hear. <laughs> he nods at you, kind of steely and cold. It's very good. Hope, do you make that face? No, that's totally Kristen making that face. <laughs> okay. Hope would never make that face. Oh. Okay. Because I'm I'm down with that face. I'm all I'm on board with the face. It's a pretty good face. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
How's the food? You're asking me? It's the best you've ever had. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's quite good. In fact, you may have feelings about how good it is. Varel may have feelings about how good it is. Have feelings? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hope. This is delicious. Hope will nod. How? How is this done? Hope will stay a little quiet. Tell me. Earth unto me Family. the knowledge. Family recipe. Fam. Fa- See. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I had no family. <laughs> I was left behind. What if you became part of her family? Then she could tell you. Walnut just shouts out. <laughs> Freaking walnut. Oh, one, one day I I will make my own family with my own recipes. Look, Varel. Look, we find yeah, a way if, back. If you guys heard of marriage. Yeah. Walnut, what are you doing right now? Yeah, what do you need, Walnut? <laughs> what exactly is it you think you're contributing to this conversation at this moment? Now, I will stand up. Now, hold it there. This man, boy, has man not boy. stolen our vehicle, and he brings his own shoes. He is at least two levels better than Ted never was. It's not, well, hard. Walnut. not hard to do. <laughs> what do you think... What do you think of hope, Walnut? Um, I think if she made the stew, it's pretty good. That that's it. Maybe a third level better than Tedna. Why? Why are you comparing me to Ted Tedna? I, I never met him. Did because he we're restraining our Euphemius? We are restraining ourselves, Walnut. We wish you to be our friend. I'll sit back down. You know, High Priest Buntar Thrun said, restraint is an important part of discipline. Sometimes you feel like you want to do things, but you know what's wrong, so you don't do them. And that struggle of working through that resistance is part of being being a good person. I like, I like that his voice is higher, too. It's easier for me to ignore. Anyway, hope that's you, four uh, levels. I but I said that because maybe if she has a secret family recipe, if you got married, and you would learn it because you'd be oh the my gosh, we know why you were saying it, Walnut. You are as subtle as a nail sticking out of a board. You shouldn't marry someone though if you don't love them. I mean, only if it's real, like heaven. Hmm? <laughs> no, real like heaven, he means not marrying heaven. No, I don't think you can marry heaven. Nash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking walnut, dude. The worst character. <laughs> no. Nash. Yeah. I beg to differ. Uh-huh. For we knew a George as well. Oh, yeah. George? Yeah, George? George is a, it's a, it's a someone you'll never know or never meet. Don't bother yourself with it. Have they passed? No. Yes. I mean, yes. Yes, right. he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has passed. 
George is no longer with us. His but name, he's not in heaven. No. He's in a box. He's in a box. Or a book. Or a, he's in uh, a basement. He's in a basement um, box book. You talking about their body? No, his soul was in a basement. I fought it. That's not how souls work, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. <laughs> what do you say to if, that? But what if you don't go to heaven or hell? Then then you might end up in a basement. If you go to, don't go to heaven or hell, then you might go someplace terrible like Limbo. Why would it be terrible? Hell, yeah. hell is terrible. Or the gray wastes. No, that, that would be the medium. Do you know the kinds of people that are in limbo? It's worse than hell. Why? Because oh. they are neither good or evil. They evil. <laughs> <laughs> they don't take a side in the great war. Uh, they they choose no side, and they don't know life because of their ambivalence. And they there's a place called the Gray Wastes where everyone turns gray, and there's nothing but gray for miles and miles around. And in Limbo, they have clowns for gods. The the Council of Clowns, they just laugh and make a mockery of everything. The Council like, of Clowns. The Council of Clowns and I the know god them. that that the god that heads this council, Kidigree. Wait a minute. Wait. Oh. <laughs> he was a god, Kidigree. We played M Sports together. Huh? You met Kidigree? Walnut, you are a fount of knowledge that has many leaks. And I appreciate um, you. You might have met someone named Kidigree, but that might not have been Kidigree because they believe in nothing. You, you might have been getting just, you know, they're having their way with you, but in your their mind or your mind. I'm not sure how it works exactly. <laughs> That's fine, Walnut. Thank you. It's Cody Gree. He's a great clown. He's the god of all clowns. And he moves from the Council of Clowns in Limbo. Well, sometimes. My master at the seminary said I had a little bit too much of an obsession with <clears throat> some of the more occult side of creation. So I, I don't know any more than that because I wasn't allowed to pursue it further, but it's a very scary thing. It's hard not to read about it. Oh. We'll talk about it sometime then. Do you okay. know squirts? Um, like the squirts? <laughs> yes, the squirts. <laughs> I had squirts when I was sick, no, whatever was going around. Not, not those kind of squirts. Right, the one with baby chunks. No, he means, he thinks, he's talking about the runs. We didn't run. No. We, <laughs> we played M-Sports again. <laughs> Do you remember what I did in that bucket in the closet? I try to forget. That's what he's talking what, about, is that. What did you do in the bucket? I, I had, I had squirts. The kind you're thinking of. He lowers his voice and brings his head into you. I zoom in my camera. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad you're doing did that. You, did you go squirts in a bucket? Yes, I did. But it's because of this illness. Which bucket? That swept 
the one in the closet. There are a lot of closets in this tower. The one near our where we slept. Oh, of course. Why? Well, that's really funny. <laughs> don't don't tell the night command. Why does it matter what bucket it was? I well, I don't want to find it. <laughs> really, that's really bad. You should probably put it in the latrine. That's a fair point. Yeah, uh, but there's where's the latrine? Well, there's one just outside of the mess hall here. It's on the way out. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring a bucket all the way down here with with that in it to just a, that's that's horrible. Well, wait till nighttime or something when there's not so many people here eating. All right, Walnut. I'll get right on that. As soon as I'm able, I'm going to get right on that idea of yours. Every conversation, it's like walking through mud. It just continues to get worse every time. Look. Walnut is harmless enough, but I think he's hold he may be in cahoots with somebody. He's holding us back. I'm not holding anyone back. I feel like we're we just get sidetracked by you and your Why are you guys talking about me like I'm not here? You know, I know you're here, but whenever you're around, we stop getting things done. And it mm. it makes me think that you're you're doing that on purpose somehow he might be he might be he, a clown he's the embodiment of no room. i'm not a clown you could he be a clown absolutely though. is Shh, keep your voice down Shh. i think he's a clown he's just like category you told me to imagine limbo a place of zero progress it would be speaking with walton <laughs> <laughs> i think keep your voice down he's are you a clown or not? Say something or I'll yell it out loud at the top of my freaking lungs. I'm not a clown, Nash. Then what are I'm you? Not. I am a, 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 a monk, a priest of this order, an acolyte. I'm not a full priest yet. How long have you been in this tower? Since I was 20. How old are you How now? How old are you now? I'm 20. <laughs> I'll be 21 in a few weeks. So, wait a minute. What's the full amount of time? You can't give a measurement of since I was 20 and I am 20. How long have you been here? Like, um, six or seven months, maybe. They sent me straight here from the seminary. How long were you at the seminary? Since I was 12. Is that where you learned to speak the uh, language that that journal was in? Celestial? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that standard for anybody from the seminary? Mm-hmm. All the great texts are written in Celestial. Not in common. All right, Walnut. Well, All right. They yeah. sometimes get translated, though. But as a priest, you're expected to know the language of the gods. And you're, or attempt to. You fully know it? 
Are you still working? No, I'm not that good at it. Okay. But, you know, it's not... It's really important. They drill you with practices every day. Hmm. My advanced celestial linguistics class, for example, we had to figure out how... It's hard to understand, but in common, there are things called nouns. But in Celestial, there's things called supernouns, and those supernouns can be in a superposition. And then you can have three nouns following a supernoun, and it can't be followed by a verb unless it's also followed by um, a, a hymn verb. Fascinating. It's a really <laughs> cool language, actually, it, but it's so hard to understand. It's a lifetime of study. All right. What are we doing? Where? Council meeting. Yes. We should prepare for the council meeting. Which is in 30 minutes. So you can finish eating up your food and head over to council if you wish. Okay. Yes. Time stopped while we had that talk. Yeah, there was no time. You can end it at any time. You just have to stop talking to Walnut and the DM <laughs> will eventually stop role-playing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I actually like the idea that time didn't progress in that entire moment. Yeah. Well, that was only 30 minutes, minutes of conversation was uh, actually just one minute <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> All right. All right. Finish. So you guys finish up your food. You excuse yourself from the mess hall while nights, it's still early morning. Nights are still there. Some of them also appear to leave to retreat to their quarters, presumably put armor on and make their way to the chapel, which uh, the chapel's on the fourth floor. And you make your way down to the chapel area. One thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. on, the, on the way, when we have a moment, I would like to gather and attempt to speak privately to the companions. We can just find a little... Oh, you mean the party? Yeah. Not the not Walnut. Not, <laughs> no, not Walnut. Walnut. Without Walnut? Because he's yes, been hanging without, around you guys. Without Walnut. We ditch him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Trick okay. him into going somewhere else. Yeah, you're going to have to come up with a reason. Or if you ditch him, this has to be a series of rules to get rid of him. Uh, hey, Walnut, will you... Uh, we need to get a couple things out of the common room. Will you uh, go ahead and make sure that if we're if they start, they don't start without us? We'll be right up. Um, oh, you mean in the chapel? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go do that. And he takes off with enthusiasm and energy from the food that was made this morning. So he's gone. He's gone now. Okay. You're clear. Did anybody else notice the unique timing of the appointment of the Knight Commander to the arrival of the Fist? You mean the lady you've been... Yes, the lady I've been with, Nash. Okay. I'm just making sure. We're talking about that same lady. Did she feel natural? <laughs> did you... Yeah, did you... I mean, did you notice anything while you were, you know, in there? Anything fake? No, I didn't notice anything. I'm just saying that there's a couple of things that aren't adding up. When we discussed what the plan would be if we took the fist to the mountain, she wants to entrust Walnut 
with the key. She thinks he's going to be brilliant at getting the key out of here, and he doesn't seem honestly very brilliant at anything. No. That's why I think there's something up here. He's not all he seems. He seems like he would get two steps away and immediately caught and captured and corrupted and the key stolen back. I find it suspicious is all. Well, I had a visit from the voice this morning as well. It said we'll be meeting today. So be ready. Be meeting? Hmm. What does that mean? Like to get you here together with us? Or just in your head? I just think that ultimately what we need to do is we need to be alert. We need to be paying attention. We need to be ready for just about anything. Yeah. And in the end, don't let me touch the glove. Okay. Why, how do you know that? How do you know you shouldn't touch the glove? That's how I go back. Oh. All right. Well, let's not let's not let her touch the glove. All Are right, we ready? Well, is there a yeah. smell policy on on this for Nash or? What for the smelling the glove? Oh, I'll smell the glove, but we don't. Where's the glove? Licking. I was just curious. I oh, I'll totally it smell it when we get there. Okay. Yeah, I might even taste All it. Right. I'm gonna lick the glove. All right, with that said, make our way back to the meeting. Okay, so you make your way to the fourth floor, having had that conversation. Uh, you enter into a uh, it's a smaller chapel, but it's still a large room. The ceiling uh, crawls up quite high. You have a feeling it actually probably enroaches somewhere on the fifth floor, which is confusing to your mind when you think about the architecture of the place, but it does. And um, uh, there's pews, and the pews are filled. Or they're very, fairly empty. There's about ten what appears to be paladins altogether. Um, upon the stage at a podium stands the knight commander, uh, Elentris Vane. And next to her, a, wall, a walnut is standing a little bit to the side. Um, in addition, I have to trudge up a name I haven't used in a few days, so I just gotta grab that. But overall, um, there's a, the what was the name of the? There was another uh, elf priest that you spoke to. I just can't. Let me get my NPC. Crudmund Hordweld was that? That's the one. Thank you. Sorry, I couldn't find it. It was Crudmund. Crudman Hordwell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time you lean over and look at your notes, your face gets big because yours camera zooms. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, in attendance, you see Sir Samson and Sir Clotchup, the, the two paladins uh, you met um, when you first arrived from the Traveler's Twin. And uh, sorry, it was Crudman Hordweld, right? Yeah. Oh, the Hordweld. Yeah, Crudman. Hi, Cleric Hudmund. Crudmund Hordveld. All right, perfect. So, Hi, Cleric Crudmund Hordveld is also in attendance. All right, okay. and you walk in, and Knight Commander Elentris motions for you to sit 
as a group in the pews up in the front row from the back, just with the motion. Okay. I'll go. Go and sit down. Yep. Okay. Oh, it does zoom in when I go to write notes. It's so annoying. It's kind of great. All right. Um, So, it's funny. I look down at my notes and it's like, and it knows. If my eyes are up, then it's like, it doesn't move. But then when my eyes are down, it moves. This is how they get you. All right. So, you walk in uh, to the the chapel, take your seats. And the night commander uh, begins expressing uh, from the podium, which he says, Commanders, high priests, thank you for your bravery and diligence in these times. We are meeting today because it seems to me that it is a matter of time before the demonic horde, unprecedented this far out into the outland, all the way to the White Tower, has besieged it and will eventually find a way in. If anything, this most recent breach of our security demonstrates that we are more vulnerable than we think we are here. There is good news. But before I share that good news with everyone, first I wish to thank Hope, who has arrived here with these strangers to reinforce the tower. She was the one who found the the solution to break the curse of this disease in the library below. Thank you. And you hear, hear, hear. You know, just as a general chorus from the crowd. I was uncertain of the motivations of these strangers who arrived at too convenient of a time while we were at our greatest peril, and even further, it seemed that the disease arrived along with them, and that caused me to doubt them greatly. But I've had time to consider her actions and what's happened here, and to me it is entirely unclear who is at fault for bringing the disease into our gates. And Euphemius has tasked us all with having a clear mind and clear heart when we make our judgments against them. For now, not for now, I shouldn't say that. For this reason, I am rescinding the order of execution on the four. They're free to go, come and go as they please within the tower, and you will protect them with your lives as you would protect anyone further to the oaths you've taken to Euphemius. Now I want to launch an investigation into how this happened, but there's more important matters at hand, namely the safety of the cosmos itself. We have to get this fist to the lands of heaven. And we need a plan to do that. And this is where I'll share the good news with you. I've received a missive from Mount Celestia itself. Knight Commander Thale, who is 
garrisoned at the border of the Great Road between the Outlands and Mount Celestia, has sent word by pigeon carrier that a battalion of <coughs> aerial warriors, right? Um, how should I say this? Sorry, I'm just trying to find the right words. A battalion of paladins, paladin riders are on their way. And Walnut immediately speaks up and goes, Wow! And then Night Commander Elentris looks over to her, gives him a look, not a mean look, but just a, you know, behave yourself kind of look. And he tuts up. Yes. The Night Riders. Oh, that's Walnut's voice. <clears throat> Night. <laughs> the Night Riders will be traveling day and night aboard their Pegasi. Or is it Pegasus? Aboard their Pegasi, and will be here with within the day. They will collect the fist and take it by air to heaven. So we don't have to hold out for much longer. What we will need to do is open up the gate and beat back a path for their messenger to come in and collect the fist and then secure the exit when they leave. After that, we retreat into the tower and hold here. Our prediction is that with the fist gone and with the horde seeing it leave, they will no longer attack the tower. We expect them by nightfall tonight So everyone, sharpen your blades, repair your armor, for tonight we will fight them at our gates. One last time. Not everyone will survive, but the fate of creation will survive and we will persevere and get this cursed object to those who can finally rid the rid all of creation of this blight upon the cosmos. And she, I'll open it up for questions and comments at this time. Uh, Stanley will stand up. Well, Night Commander, um, I have a concern that there may be a plot also in effect today. Um, as we had discussed, our colleague Hope had been contacted initially by the demons to apprehend this item. But... She has seen fit to aid your cause and aid all of us. However, the voices still call to her, and they have made a threat that they will be arriving today. We believe that there may be an entity somehow inside the tower trying to act against the item. It's been trying to convince Hope to aid it, 
And barring that, we believe that it's now going to try and act on its own accord. Then we must prevent this. How do we do that? Do you have a suggestion? Well, based on the discussions that it had had previously, uh, it seemed to suggest that if the containing, the object containing the fist was opened, it would manifest itself. Our thought was maybe if this was true, we could prepare an ambush of sorts and fight whatever it is when it came for the fist. A noble idea. But we will... The curse... It's not a curse, sorry. <clears throat> Let me say that correctly. This item has been sought after by so many for millennia, Stanley. And there were many who thought that they could rid the world of it, and yet it persists. Plural are the legends of how to destroy such an artifact, but we have the powers of the gods themselves at our disposal. We will bring it to them to put a final ending to this fist. Now that reinforcements are arriving, there's no need for us to take any chances on our own. We will deliver it to the messenger from um, from Mount Celestia, and they will return it by Pegasi, the fastest and most majestic of beasts in all of creation. This is the final stretch, Stanley. Soon the fist will be back, and then we can we can rest in peace again. Yeah, I guess my concern is usually that's the moment right when you feel that it's almost done, that things get complicated. And why would you deliver something that's clearly evil directly to heaven itself? To destroy it. It requires great power. Power that we don't have available to us here. Divine power. Well, and if I can also venture a thought, why are we bothering trying to open gates and hold off demonic hordes? If they're coming in by sky, why can't we meet them on top of the tower and teleport them in same way we got in? I honestly would feel a good deal better about that because if it were a ruse, demons attempting something... The tower would expel them. It definitely puts a lot less people at risk. I could do it. We have the means. You can teleport into the sky. That's very dangerous. Without a place to land. I mean, if we can get to the top of the tower when they're coming in... Go I could on. meet your courier, teleport him into the tower, get the fist, teleport him to back up to the top of the tower. No holding That's the a... gates, nothing. One of the knights speaks up and says, 
I was quite looking forward to bashing a few heads in. I've been stuck in this tower all day, and nothing would please me more than to ram my sword through the maw of some wretched creature from some hole of infinite blackness. But the elf is speaks true. If he has the means to do this, it sounds much safer. Valentris nods and says, Very well, Stanley. Your plan does risk less lives and sounds like a better alternative to the one that I proposed. We'll do that. I'll send word back that their messenger is to head to the roof of the tower and not the front gate. Very good. Does anyone else have any contributions to our conversation today? Very well, then it's decided. This meeting would have been a lot harder without word uh, that help was coming. But I told everyone not to worry. Our faith in Euphemius is being rewarded. He brought us these fine heroes to clear us of our disease. And now he is bringing our brothers and sisters from Mount Celestia to finally, finally provide us with some reprieve from the endless assault of the Demonicons. If there's nothing further, then we all have swords to sharpen, just in case. Anything else? Then Euphemius be with you. And with that, she gives a nod, and the uh, knights in attendance get up and begin exiting. Uh, Walnut stays there, and the high cleric... Uh, walks up to you, Stanley, and he looks at you and says, <clears throat> I just wanted to say thank you to you and your friends for saving us. And he pats your shoulder and walks on. You've done a good thing. Hmm. Okay. And with that, everything empties out, but Elantris and Walnut... And she slowly, as everyone leaves, she looks to Walnut and she says, go on. And then Walnut sort of hikes up his bunk robes a little bit and runs out as well. <laughs> and then once he leaves, she looks at you and she sort of lets down this guard or this propriety that's sort of about her personage. This character of the Knight Commander she's playing and sort of a warm look uh, spreads across her face and she looks at you, Stanley. And she smiles and she says, This is wonderful, isn't it? Oh, gosh. It's Tonight, certainly... we survive the night and tomorrow, you and me. It certainly will be. Uh I'm hesitant to be quite so celebratory. As I said, I'm I'm very concerned. 
can't help but feel like it's always the moment you feel like things are going to your plan that you find out they're actually going very much to somebody else's. At least that's been my experience. That's evil. Attempting to cower you. Attempting to make you less than you are. You cannot give in to the fear of evil. The whole world every day will try and make you, convince you not to be good. You must not listen to it. We have every reason to feel like we have the best chance possible out of this situation. We fight hard tonight, and if we are victorious, then we will have a feast. I will have the best meats and the best vegetables flown in from Sigil, and we will feast in this tower. And then Stanley. There's more to life in this tower than but the tower, with the demonic horde gone. Then the work to rebuild its environs can commence. There is a small farming hamlet just a mile away. They've been overrun, but I'm sure the people there will be eager to return back to their crops and begin life again. And then she walks up to you and she takes your hand as you sit down. She goes, it's a beautiful place to raise children. Jeez. And that's all for this week on There Will Be Dungeons. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. There's that cliffhanger. That's funny. Oh, John, you're in trouble with this lady, I'm telling you. I know. Right? Uh, and him, Stanley, not wanting to go back? I mean, mm, if she's not the crazy evil thing in disguise, true. that's pretty yeah. tempting. You'll never Stanley know. And they could go out to field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you were thinking that a lawful good priesty character is into one night stands oh yeah she's into oh shit that's what gets her to turn yeah to the dark side (laughs) that's right i mean i'm the one that usually has to deal with the crazy ladies so i'm glad stanley is now which is the (laughs) hilarious thing because nash is a scab of a human right and stanley's a half elf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I saw that fan art of Stanley that, that J.P. Vega did. I mean, Stanley's beautiful. He's, God, a, he's a sexy man. Yeah. yeah. He's a specimen. He's all half. right. Yeah. It's, enough it's to- only going to get better as he levels up, too. <laughs> There's literally a level where what I unlock is I look better. Really? Wait, really? Yeah. I us see what level it is. That sounds like prestidigitation it- out of control. Uh, let's see. Your glamour is- college, right? Yeah, it's yeah. At, at level 14. Here's what it says. At 14th level, your appearance permanently gains an otherworldly aspect that makes you look more lovely and fierce. Wow. In addition, as a bonus action, you can assume a magically majestic presence for one minute or until you are incapacitated for the duration whenever any creature tries to attack you for the first time on a turn the attacker must make a charisma saving throw against your spell save dc on a failed saving throw it can't attack you on this turn and it must choose a new target for its attack or the attack is wasted on a successful save it can attack you this turn but it has a disadvantage on any saving throw it makes against your spells on the next turn so yeah sacrilege to attack you Stanley just becomes too pretty to hit. Yeah. <laughs> too pretty to hit. It's great. It's uh, great. I love keep that. Keep going, Stanley. You keep, can do it. Keep it up, you you muscly, ab-filled monster of a ladies' man. 
I mean, this, right. this adventure is really taking the turn. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say. It's in a place. It's in a place. We'll see what happens next time. Thank you all for watching there at home. We appreciate having you guys here, as always. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back next week, and there'll be a bonus show for you people that have uh, supported us over on the Dungeons Plus Plus support system, which is available now at therewillbedungeons.com. If you sign up for that, you get a bonus show every month, and that's our new one next week. So watch for that. Don't know what it'll be, but it'll mostly be your questions. That's how it works. You can also leave those questions on the site at therewillbedungeons.com. What else? I think that's it. Yep, that's it. That's it. I hope you're all safe, that you're well. That you're uh, isolating, but being social the best you can on the internet, that sort of stuff. And hopefully we'll uh, get through that part of our lives uh, unscathed. Well, let's say one more thing. Yes. If you're feeling lonely during the coronavirus thing and you run out of shows, go to our Discord. Oh. I think it's a supporter-only thing, right? But no, 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 no. The, the, the public one is open for everybody. Anybody wants in yeah, there, they can so get in there. So you can find groups to play D&D with and hang out or just talk about the show or D&D with us. It's... I noticed it's gotten more active over the past week, so it definitely is like a a place for you to communicate and socialize while you're stuck inside. Yep, and the, the link to that, which is does not require any passwords or anything, is up on the site. There will be dungeons.com. You can go get that and get in. All right, that's going to do it for us. For John, for Bo, for me, for Kyle, for Kristen, and for little baby chunks, we'll see you next time. Whoops, I mean, we'll see you next time. There it goes. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. If you need anything, just yell, Walnut!